Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Ellison with the Digital Education Podcast. And we've been having a short series of conversations on who's missing in our profession, in our schools, our classrooms. And today I'm with Tyler Amadon, who is a principal in Denver, Colorado. Tyler, I'm just going to throw it over to you. And, and the interesting thing about a lot of these conversations, they're with friends I've met through Twitter primarily. So yeah. Tyler is one of my Twitter friends who's now become a professional friend. And Tyler, when you think about who's missing, whether it be professional, schools, classroom, whatever it is, what comes to mind and what are you wondering about? Yeah, great, great question. Thanks for being here. Or thanks for allowing me to be here. This is great. Um, so I've been thinking about more in the leadership, um, being in, uh, in my doctoral program and just sort of having it feels like the word leadership hovering in front of my face at all times. I think I tend to lean in that direction. And I think, okay, what's, what's missing there? Um, what's missing in the classrooms really important. What's missing in our schools really important. What's missing in our community actually is also really important. But I think what I, when I, when I pause and I think about leadership, I think I think there's leaders that have a holistic, a whole child perspective on education. Um, I think there's, we're missing, and I'm not, and I don't want to, I, I don't want to lead off by sort of bashing the specialized schools and the STEMs and cause there is a, there's a wonderful place in our communities for those schools and they fill an unbelievable need for countless families. And so this is more a reflection on my passion, um, on what I believe to be um, what's best um, for Christian ed specifically, and then just education as a whole. I mean, I when I and when I think of what when I think of whole child education, I think of you know the cognitive development, and then just you know our our students' abilities to think and learn really well. Um, I think of creative and innovative development um, where our students, you know, where they create something both curricularly, right, both within the curriculum and then the co-curricular pieces, your, your sports and your jazz bands and pep bands and um, theater, fine arts, performing arts. Uh, I, could, I could go on and on the physical development part of, of the whole child. And I'm so passionate about that. And if I just pause here for a minute, I, I came out of college with a physical education major. And so I have, a, I played college baseball and I, I originally taught physical education and eventually ended up in a math classroom. And then about a decade ago um, started pursuing pursuing leadership. And I think the, and I, and I, I have two children and one of the things that I feel passionate about, about my kids and being a parent, if I can just sort of switch lenses on you is I love that my kids love everything. And um, so specifically um, my daughter, we, we watched her play soccer and she was about five or six and we're like, okay, this is different. This is something that's interesting and different. So my wife and I immediately paused. So she's 18 now, immediately paused. And we actually wrote a mission statement for our family's sports. And we're like, 
this could get out of control. We could specialize when she's six and seven years old. My wife is in, my wife's also a, a principal. And we thought, boy, we could specialize like right now. We could put this kid in every soccer camp on the planet. But then we think, the question we've always asked is when we say yes to something, we say no to something else. So then we reflect back now that she's 18 and we kept her in rec soccer as long as we could. And her favorite thing is art. It's her favorite thing in the world. It, it's what, um, it's, it's so life-giving to my daughter. She just happens to be really good at soccer also. And um, so from a real personal perspective, I find that holistic piece just, just so passionate for me. My son is a, is a four sport athlete in high school, but he has a passion for relationships. He leads Bible studies at his college. He wants to be an RA at his school. Um, he wants to be a high school chemistry teacher. And, and so I appreciate that with my dad hat on that they, they are whole children and it's not this, this sort of specialized world. And so that's with my dad hat on. So as I continue on and I think what else is part of that whole child that I think is so important with my dad hat on and my leadership hat on, you've got the social emotional development. And Eric, I'll tell you right now, Colorado, um, our statistics for for teen suicide are, um, are alarming. And we wear that, um, we wear that in this state quite heavily. And so social emotional development is a big, big deal um, for us. And just helping students, whether they're six, sixth grade or 16 years old, helping them and walk that journey of managing their emotions, learning how to empathize with others, figuring out how to navigate those life experiences. Um, a, obviously with a Christian perspective and where, where does that fit? Where does my life experience, how does that fit into God's story? So I've got this story that I'm living out, but it's part of a bigger story and that's God's story. And then of course the spiritual development again, um, just, trying to know and learn what God's plans are for my life. And again, whether I'm sixth, sixth grade or 16, those are really important questions. And so as a leader, I feel responsible for providing opportunities to develop in those, develop my kids in those, in those areas. Um, and I, I, I hire that way. I hire staff that think that way because if I'm gonna lead with that perspective, I need a team that's gonna execute it with the same passion that I have. And then finally, you've got your personal developments, of course, um, and just kids seeking out their own interests and figuring out uh, what am I good at? What am I not good at? What, what am I curious about? Um, <clears throat> and then maybe long-term, and that's probably more of your, your high school student, you know, just thinking more long-term, what do I want to be when I quote, grow up? Um, what colleges provide that opportunity? Maybe it's not a college, maybe it's a vocation. You know, college is not the end-all be-all necessarily. Um, so what are some vocations? One of my players, so I coached baseball here for a long time and I'll never forget, I had a second baseman, uh, let's say I'll change his name, John. John, 
John was, he's a great baseball player, great kid, strong second baseman. He had no interest in college, zero. And he was pretty honest with me. I'm not going. Well, John today is an unbelievably successful electrician. But I think it was, it was sort of that holistic approach that gave him the, the opportunity and the permission, you might say, to think differently, to think holistically. You know what? This is what I'm really good at. This is what I'm passionate about. It's not this narrow niche. Let's go do it. So I think that's sort of what I, that's sort of what I'm, I think is missing in a lot of ways. I, again, I'm not trying to, to quote, I'm, I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm just, this is my perspective on what I think is ultimately best. And then one of the books I've read that has really helped me develop um, is Range um, by uh, David Epstein, unbelievable book. It has changed me as a father, probably too late, but anyway, my kids are, you know, I'm a consultant at this point. Um, but it has changed my um, way of thinking as a parent. It has affirmed a lot of ways that my wife and I have parented. Um, it basically discouraged er, early, discourages early specialization um, with our youth and it encourages the holistic approach to life. It's not a Christian book in any way, shape or form. Um, so anyway, that's, that's really what I think is, is a passion for me is I, I think we need more opportunities to provide this holistic whole child approach, A to Christian ed, and then B to education in general. So, so can I ask and, and dig deeper in this a little bit, because you, you bring up so much and so many things that <clears throat> I probably agree with you on and I'm, I'm similarly passionate about. But two, two things, oftentimes in school leadership, we're hired because we've become experts at something, sure. right? And so then it's like, let's take their expertise and fit them into that, that area of need or that box where they can flourish and grow. Mm. Um, but we do know kind of the cross-pollination and, and especially collaborative teamwork and being able to cross, you know, cross areas of expertise and understand that. That's good. Like, how do you foster that? you know, especially in times like this, you know, but how do you foster like holistic leadership and, and a little bit of that approach in your people and in yourself and, and just being able to think and, and, and to adjust broadly? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think um, I try and give a ton of space to my staff. So I give them, I give them a lot of wiggle room um, it's not Tyler's way or the highway. Um, my, my staff, they have, they all have their own personalities. I have, I have brand new teachers that work for me and I have 30 plus year veterans and they all, they, they know I rarely say no to an idea. And I, and so I think, and I hope that I've created a culture for my team that says, this is what I want to try. This is what I want to do. Um, and it's, and typically it matches their personality, which again, given the size of my team is a wide ranging. And so then just by default, when they each are able to and are allowed to and are encouraged to and are supported to infuse their personalities, their expertise, their passions into my school culture, the students 
then get a, a sense of that. They get a taste of Mr. Zizi's passion for trivia and uh, Mr. Dirksen's passion for relationships and um, technology. I've got teachers that are deeply embedded with te technology. Um, and of course, they're all, they all bring, again, they all bring their own personality and it's kind of like a melting pot. They, you throw all those personalities into a school culture and I manage it well, right? I try and manage it well enough where it doesn't feel chaotic, right? I bring some rhythm and rhyme and some process to it. But again, if it was up to me to have all the ideas, you would, you would get only Tyler's personality in the middle school. And that's not fair to, that's not fair to anybody. And so, like I said, I, I hope that I provide enough bandwidth for our teachers to really bring, um, bring their own gifts, their own talents, their own whole child perspective um, to my kids, to my students. Okay, so I'm gonna ask a baseball question because yeah. a lot of what you're talking about is is stuff that I've been thinking about ever since watching the Dodgers, Dodgers. kind of go through, right? And I knew knew you were watching. I knew you'd be excited. <laughs> so, but 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 I just I, sometimes I think about like school leadership and how we do things a little bit more. Like, shouldn't we be a little bit more like the Dodgers, right? You got you know Kike Hernandez who's playing all over the place. You got Cody Bellinger moving positions. You've got Max Muncie who plays all yeah. over. You've got you you've got these guys that move and 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 they fit and I, like their their lineup changes all the time and you know but yet then they have experts within that, yep. right? You have Mookie Betts, who's pretty much playing right field, other than he'll move around yep. a little bit. Justin Turner, pretty much playing third base, but he'll move, you know, with the shift. And, you know, but you've got your catcher and you've got some of your relief pitchers that they have a specific job that they do. Like, could we even think differently about school leadership if we look at the Dodgers and how we might even create craft and create like a, a school work environment? Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, we, first of all, I'm a big Dodger. So I, I'm from Southern California. So, um, my grandpa enrolled me in the Dodgers fan club. I think I started being a member there in like 81 or something silly like that. Um, yes, to, to, and, and I think it kind of alludes to a little bit of what I was saying before. I think you can extrapolate that out to, to your leadership team. So my boss, Matt Covey, our head of school, um, he also provides space for us to bring our personalities, but he also brings us, I think what he saw in us is a, we all have that whole child perspective, but yet at, in the, at the same time, we also have our, our niche. We have our quote unquote specialty that, that we bring to our team. So there's seven of us that are on our leadership team. That includes Matt. And I think each one of us brings our specialty each one of us brings our strengths and brings frankly and brings our whole selves which means we bring our weaknesses there as well um and so yeah i think we have those we have sort of your swiss army knife people that that can kind of do it all um and then we have our our very narrow focused um sort of your laser focused individuals on the team that have a specialty and they come in and they kill it on that specialty and they do an amazing job. Um, 
for for me, just personally, as I, I'm not, I was just saying this to Matt earlier, I'm not smart enough to be sort of that expert. I, I need to be whole child because I think that's, that's my strength. I don't bring one specialty. I don't bring, I just don't, I, I'm not good enough to do that. And so the fact that I can bring my whole self, my warts and all to that, to our team, to our leadership team, I think is important. So if you, if you think about that in other schools, I think as a leader, as someone, they'd have to step back and say, what am I missing? What pieces of this puzzle are not represented at this table here? Um, what, 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 who do I need to add to my team that needs to round us out? That would take some serious humility. It would take some serious reflection. Um, it, would, it, would, it would require us to make really difficult decisions in terms of who comes and goes. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's important. I think it's, it, it lands right on the head of schools or superintendents or whatever. I think it lands on their shoulders to say, we're falling down in this area. It's my responsibility to shore that up. Who do I need to bring in or what skill do I need to strengthen in this person to fill that obvious void, uh, void that's, that's hurting our school? What's missing? And yeah, I, again, I think it, it requires some pretty serious reflection, self-reflection, team reflection, some vulnerability in that, in that leadership position. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think we've got maybe a future conversation to really dig deep That'd on be good. How, how, how a system like it, because you look at, you know, just that analogy of the Dodgers and, and you look at truly how they are changing the game of baseball through their approach of player development, but then also like how they use their players. It's not, you know, you've got your starting nine and then your bench, right? You, you, every, everybody's going to play. But I would also add to that. There's also a underlying all of that is some serious science. It's they're not just winging it. I mean, there is some serious science and serious data that although it looks like it could be, wow, he was here last inning and now he's over here this inning. He was hitting second in the lineup. And then now tonight he's hitting fifth in the lineup. That's not just because he he's rolling dice. There's some serious science behind making all of those decisions. Those, those shifts that those players are on, they're not just saying, yeah, I think I'm going to move about three feet to the left of second base. No, you will be exactly three feet left of second base. And we could talk about the shift because I, the shift drives me crazy. So I, as a, as a baseball player that drives me bananas, but nonetheless, that's, that's probably another conversation as well. It, but, but I do think like, you know, and, and, you know, as, as maybe we have future conversations on this idea is that there is a high level of appreciation for the oh, talent yeah. for the development of that talent. And then the proper, use of that talent within the system and then, and then, you know, getting into that complexity of generating the data to best use yep. that talent. And, and I think that's partly how baseball has changed. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Oakland yep. A's, they maximize their, their dollars and their system that way. And, and there is that place where I think we can learn because, because like, I think like old fashioned baseball, um, schools can be very, you know what, you, you, you've got your leadership and you got yeah. your teacher and there's not much of a creativity of the in-between where it's the, it's the us, 
and the multidimensional factors yep. of teaching and leading and, you know, some of the things that you're mentioning about even the holistic nature of, of who people are, but then even also, you know, allowing people to, to grow in their specialty. Yeah. So maybe for deeper and more future conversations, but Tyler, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.